0: Welcome, Internet, to the Pixel Play Podcast, your weekly podcast where we get together to discuss all the news, rumors, and discussions going on in the video game world. I am one of your co-hosts, Kalen, a.k.a. Catastrophe, joined as always by my co-host, Adam, CS Radical. In this week's episode, we are going to be talking about DLC coming to Bug Snacks. We're going to be talking about... Excuse me, I can do this. We're going to be talking about Kingdom Hearts. Oh god, I threw up in my mouth a bit. And we're going to be talking about some smaller news stories going on uh, this week. It's a little bit dry this week, guys, so we're going to come to you with just a little bit. We've got a bit of a shorter episode we're anticipating. Um, But if you guys don't get your fill of content, we have a bonus episode coming for you guys this Friday. That would be Friday, April, I think it's the 16th.
1: April 15th. It's it's a day.
0: Friday, April 15th, we are going to be giving launching our Horizon Forbidden West uh, spoiler cast, I guess. Spoiler chat. Spoiler podcast? Uh, essentially, we're going to be talking everything about Horizon Zero- Forbidden West. We're going to have Adam from the Cartridges and Quarters uh, podcast joining us, as well as Liv from Between Two Gamers. Me we're from the talking... Cartridges and
1: Quarters? But I mean, that's sort of true.
0: Sorry? You said me. No, I said we're having Chris from Cartridges I and Quarters. I swear to God I heard you say Adam we'll have to switch back now adam's there too Uh, adam will be there liv will be there as well as chris from cartridges and quarters we're gonna be talking everything horizon forbidden west the first half or so is gonna be uh spoiler free uh for the most part some light spoilers um i haven't finished the game yet everyone else has life of a dad you know how it is uh but everyone else afterwards will continue on with a full spoiler of the story so if you guys are playing horizon forbidden west or if you guys are done check that one out you can get it wherever you get your podcasts or wherever you watch your podcasts either youtube spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts and yeah that'll adam, be friday
1: at noon it's gonna it's friday gonna be at noon, noon, it noon like it normally glitches. glitches and it makes sense i figure a good game deserves to be uploaded on a good friday so you know where you
0: go every friday is a good friday this one's just a little bit gooder true adam how are you doing my friend
1: i i am i am uh... I have to record three podcasts this week. What is happening to this show? I I miss the good old days of like two weeks ago where I only had to do one show a week. What what, what are we doing here? What is this nonsense? And I'm not even getting paid ever, ever probably, except when we finally get sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends, but we're still working on
0: that. Yeah, you know, come on, Raid, set us up. Hey, if you want, you could be working for uh, IGN and getting $20 a a news story.
1: Yeah, but then I'd have to work for
0: IGN. Did you see that post?
1: No, actually, you'd have to tell me what's oh, going on with that.
0: Y- you've missed this one. OK, so this wasn't in the docket, but I figured we could talk about it real quick anyways. So I guess IGN uh, and I'm not critiquing, you know, the people that work there or anything like that, but uh, they posted a on Twitter. They're like, hey, we're looking for uh, writers, freelancers to kind of do some freelance work for us. And they were saying you get paid $20 a story, uh, you know, $20 per story to submit. Now, granted, that's just basically if you. Kind of do what we do, where you, we just kind of take news and just, you know, consolidate it and then put it into a news article. It's 20 bucks, 50 bucks if you do have to do like a little bit of research uh, on it. And I think it was 200 bucks if you, uh, you know, did a multi-source news story that like no one else is covering. So, yeah. Did you not see this?
1: No. And I also find it very hilarious that you say that because what story is going to be $200 worth?
0: Well, to be honest, no, I think it's uh, the actual opposite. I think it's that it's underpaying them. Like, the Oh, no, but I'm, I'm just saying,
1: that, like, what story is a random person on the Internet, much less for $200, going to come up with that's multi-sourced that no one's talking about?
0: Well, I think it's like I think it's one of those things is as you start building those connections in the industry, then you get, um, you know, kind of you, you slowly become a, a Jason Schreier-esque kind of thing where people start coming to you saying like hey i've heard this or that um you're obviously not going to do it like as your first news story but maybe as you get in the industry and start talking to people yeah i just but. hear
1: the 200 for that level of a story and i go so basically you're looking for people that have ends with the industry that you don't already
0: well i think it's just you're looking for professional journalists but you're paying them at a pretty I was going well to say
1: cheap professional journalism
0: yeah exactly i mean hey we're doing this show for free so i mean who are we to really chat about it but, no we're just you know,
1: we're, we're just dumb that that's not the same thing
0: we work for ourselves it's just unfortunate that our we are terrible you know employers in terms of paying yeah, we employees. spend
1: money on what we do to make this thing work so really we're we're absolutely in going in the opposite direction here
0: we are definitely in the hole right now this mic i didn't have this before this podcast started nor did i have that camera
1: yeah but, i mean technically what it a- not counting games, the only thing I've bought since the show started really is the flag. So I guess I'm like yeah. 25 bucks in the hole now.
0: You're doing better than me. You know what? It's a good thing, though, that uh, Bug Snacks is coming out with a free DLC. So we don't have to worry about incurring any more costs for that. Um, Adam, if you are not aware, Bug Snacks is going to be available April 28th with the new, I think it's called um, like the Bug Snacks, the Big Snacks. Isn't I think it beer- Big Snacks? Yeah, i the Isle of Big Snacks. Uh, the Isle of Big Snacks, and this is coming from, I'm getting this right from Xbox News. Uh, this is from Kevin Zune. Uh, yeah, so Bug Snacks is coming to Xbox Game Pass along with the new DLC, The Isle of Big Snacks, uh, which includes around three hours of new story and quest content where you explore a strange island that has risen from the sea, crawling with giant sized Bug Snacks. You'll also be able to take on new challenges in the town of B- uh, Snacksburg to earn furniture and accessories for your personal hut uh adam first of all where do you fall on the bug snacks game how excited are you for this dlc
1: well given the uh the company we were talking with yesterday when we recorded the uh the pixel play show i feel or the other uh, bonus episode i should say uh, i feel like i'm the only one that is like cool y'all have fun okay i i like i think i said it before when we when we were first doing the show and we were playing this game i don't hate it i just it was the kind of game that after like two, three hours, I went, okay, I'm doing the same stuff again. The story isn't doing anything for me. I don't li- I don't hate it, but I'm also having no inclination to keep going. I'm good. I got my fill. I got my Bunger fill. I'm happy. Although yeah. I know there's a um, lot of people that are super about this, and especially with it being free, are kind of uh, losing their minds right now. And I guess I don't blame them.
0: So I'm kind of torn on this one because I am not excited for a a bug snacks dlc in the sense that i'm gonna play this day one i really liked the first bug snacks i think it was cute it didn't really overstay its welcome uh i think we that was like one of the first um you know untimely reviews that we did so it's good like and i think the fact that it's coming out for free is uh, the sweet spot but like nothing about this makes me excited it's just kind of like oh i'm glad i have this it's free i don't have to pay for it and if i want more bug snacks i can have it but I'm not feeling compelled to play this.
1: Yeah. Like I, if you're not already like head over heels in about this game, you know, I don't think this is really going to do anything to get your attention. If anything, it might be something that if you haven't played bug snacks before you look at and be like, Oh, Hey, now I've got more. If I end up playing this game at some point.
0: Yeah. For me, like I just look at this and this is something that I find a lot of DLC does that. It doesn't like, are you a big DLC person to begin with?
1: Generally not, only because usually when I finish a game's main story, like assuming we're talking about anything with a story to it, once I've completed that, I almost push the game away and say, okay, we're done. I'm not coming back to you. We've said our goodbyes. That's it. It's like there's a pretty good possibility that even if Horizon comes up with new DLC, I don't get around to getting to it. Sometimes it's just how it works with me.
0: See, I'm hit or miss with DLC, and this is one of those ones where I find for, for me, and I think we can have a larger conversation about this is like, what is it necessary to make? What is necessary to make good DLC? And so for me, like I look at something like you look at the pinnacles and I, I'd say horizon had a pretty good DLC aspect, but I look at things like, um, the last of us with their, I think it was, was it left behind? I think that's what it was. Um, and then looking at things like the witcher, uh, blood and wine like that, I think is the best DLC of all time. Uh, those kind of add more to the story um but it doesn't feel like it adds more to the story and just adds more gameplay but like the story itself is interesting and standalone i don't know necessarily bug snacks doesn't feel like a game that needs more story and i look at things where they're like hey you can do challenges in order to get furniture for your house and i'm like no offense i don't care about that like maybe if i hadn't played this game before it might be interesting but i don't care to get furniture in a house in a that i don't go to in a game that i don't play because i've beaten it so like that kind of aesthetic thing doesn't appeal to me like collecting hats like that's just collecting for collecting's sake and i don't necessarily it doesn't necessarily appeal to me did i feel like bug snacks needs more story no does it have characters i'm endeared to that i like want to see more of no um So it's also free, so... That's the thing. Like, they're doing it right in the sense that it is free. But I look at the the games that I want to play, right? So I look at something like The Last of Us. I want to learn more about that world. Like, that world is fascinating, and I want to learn more about it. I look at something like um, Horizon. Like, I want more gameplay. Like, I want to play that more. Um, And I find that that world is interesting. Same with, like, I think Fallout 3 had a really good DLC as well, where you were going to, like... Pittsburgh and like all those different um areas it's like yeah I want to get more into that world and that's those are like stories that I'm interested in but just like okay like that's something that I, I find I need and I don't know that necessarily Bug Snacks needs that now granted I understand there's whole contractual obligations it's not like there's like I don't know I don't feel like this is something that fans are clamoring for but I think they're they're making the right choice that they are making this free
1: yeah, I mean, realistically speaking, does anybody here at this show really care? Nah, not really. But it's not for us to decide. You know, <clears throat> it'll speak for itself if it does well. If there's a if if suddenly the bug snacks numbers like end up being a decent amount again, and again, like it's it's kind of strange that this game was already free to begin with, and now the DLC is free too. You would have figured if anything was going to be not free in terms of a DLC, bug snacks would have been one of those games considering that like the majority of the people that played it didn't pay any money to begin with.
0: Well, this is the interesting thing is that it, it was launched as a PlayStation plus exclusive and now it's coming to Xbox on a game pass. So like most, I'd say probably most, if not, well, obviously statistically, not all of them, but I'd say most players of Bugsnax bought it, like got it for free. So it's kind of interesting. Like they're just making these money off of these like publishers, excuse me. They're making it off of these console, uh, like manufacturers just paying out for these systems. Yeah. And it's, Adam, it, what about you? What,
1: what it's, it's so hard ahead. to tell though, because like, I'm, I just even briefly looked up like how many copies may have sold. And they're saying that like the estimate is like 1.25 million as of January of this year. So like, I don't, I don't know. It's cause I mean, again, is that saying like actual, like sold for money or is it, <clears throat> copies given. I can't imagine it's just copies because everybody just takes free games off of PlayStation, even when they don't intend to play it. So I figured it would be a little bit more than a million and in, in change. But even if it was a million and a quarter that was sold, like again, it's not even full price usually. So it's really, it's really I mean, hard this, to
0: tell. This is not necessarily a game that needs to do huge numbers, though. I mean, it's a small, it's a small studio, right? We, small we well, we studio. can only
1: assume. Again, we have no idea how much the budget was. So
0: yeah. But I mean, it's not like a graphically intensive game that took, you know, decades to make. And no, but we also people. don't know
1: how many people were there, you know, how much they were making hourly, like all the extra costs were infl- like, there's so much to it that we don't really know. We just yeah. always assume that you got to sell like millions to make a profit on anything. Now, obviously, that's not true for every game, but we also well, sat the there and stuff. looked at Bugsnax and went, oh, literally most people that got it got it for free how much money are you actually making so we kind of wonder right
0: well i think they're doing it smart like i think bug snacks is the kind of game that does need to be a free like day one sort of thing because it's one of those ones like i wouldn't have bought or paid for bug snacks and it would have kind of come out gone into the had its moment on the playstation blog had its moment on the xbox and then disappear and nobody would care or play with it and we see that with a lot of indie games and so i think it's really smart that snacks had that catchy marketing, you know, had the little jingle that went with it, and then released it to people for free at the start of a console when there's not a lot of games coming out. Like they've done this perfectly, um, and I imagine that the the buzz they had, they went to Microsoft and said, "Hey, look, Sony's had this for a while. It's getting huge numbers. It's really popular. We've got this DLC coming out. Do you want to pay us and we'll put it on your console as well?" They're probably making bank on this.
1: Oh, they probably but again we also sit there and we'll decide from here on out that like okay this dlc that you got here's your chance to make something extra and now you're just putting it out for free again so what's mm-hmm. what's the incentive now for people like is this suddenly going to make people suddenly rebuy the get like buy the game that haven't yet i don't know if that does maybe like a few but i don't think it's going to be like a lot I think like Mm. at most you could maybe hope for like maybe another 50,000. Like I can't, I just can't see like all of a sudden all of these people buying, like I'm talking PlayStation, by the way, I guess it should be accurate that like, what does that do Mm. specifically on PlayStation? I don't know if it does anything for Xbox because again, game pass kind of solves that problem mostly. So it's, it's so hard to say. I mean, but at the end of the day, we, I'm not complaining in the end because it's free content, so who cares? It's just exactly the question always comes from why are you able to do it and no one else is like what's going on?
0: Yeah, well, I think it's I think it's one of those ones because was this announced as a PlayStation exclusive or P- PlayStation Plus day one as soon as it came out or was it something that they built that momentum?
1: I think it was announced and then became a PlayStation plus title.
0: Yeah. So it might be one of those things that they generated that buzz. And so maybe it's, it's a marketing thing, right? Like they got that buzz, they got the excitement and then PlayStation's like, Hey, we want this.
1: Yeah. And again, yeah. it's free. I'm not going to, I'm not perturbed by it. I'm more just like, usually everybody tries to make lots of money off of random shit. Why aren't you? I guess that's kind of the headspace I'm in where I'm just so used to like having to pay stupid amounts of money for for small pieces of content, and now I'm kind of confused when somebody actually puts it out for free.
0: You're not greedy, and I'm suspicious. Yes,
1: that's exactly the problem. Like, okay, so clearly Big Snacks is a massive virus conducted by Hillary Clinton. Okay, okay, I'm not getting too deep into the tinfoil stuff. All right, so.
0: Yeah. Um yeah so i kind of mentioned a couple of the dlcs that i really liked like i I still think uh witcher has the best dlc and i can't wait for cyberpunk 2077 dlc um talking about you know the left behind from the last of us horizon um what the heck was that one called the frozen wilds or something like that yes yeah uh what about you what are some like the dlc that you think really stand out you want to know how far back i have to go
1: (laughs) mass effect (laughs) That's how far back I have to go. DLC, like, not counting, like, I'm trying to think, have I spent any sort of deals? I think, like, the next closest thing in terms of DLC that I bought would be, like, Hearthstone cards because Destiny 2 doesn't count because they're expansions, which are actual Mm -hmm. fully-fledged pieces, kind of like what Witcher is. Whereas mm-hmm. like Mass Effect is probably the last time I paid for like small content that would be considered DLC. Like that's where you get into like uh like the hammerhead, you know, car that they put in Mass Effect 2. That's where you get into things like um oh my god, what's the the big like campy fan servicey thing they did in three? I think it was called Citadel. I might be mistaken on that, but like they did they did like this short, like couple hour like story that felt like every cheesy nineties action movie like, put into a... Like, it felt like jean Claude Van Damme should have been in this DLC. That's how freaking campy it was. You were facing a clone of yourself. Like, it was... It was so bad, but it was so good. But, like, that's what I would consider See, to be a DLC. Like, what we look at, like... Even Blood and Wine, I wouldn't even consider a DLC. I think there's so much to Blood and Wine that I think it can, you can almost consider it to be a game at that point.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's the fact that it's an add-on to a... I don't know. It blurs the line, but, like, I'm also thinking of things like... uh do you remember like far cry 3 blood dragon
1: yeah that's well that's de- that's definitely its own game
0: well it came out as dlc initially
1: did it because i always looked at it as because it always had its if i'm not mistaken it had its own separate launcher so i just kind of took it as a game right now because i remember getting it because i had it and it was its own it wasn't connected to far cry 3 i ha- it was its own oh. executable
0: i'm just I'm just looking at like the preview thing from Google and it says Far Cry Three Blood Dragon is a standalone expansion for Far Cry three, which was released in so late I, So I guess
1: it's really the question of like do, what's a DLC and what's an expansion? I guess like is is the are they two different things? Are they the same? Like, yeah. like really what does it mean to people?
0: Yeah, so that that's a great question. Like what what do you think differentiates expansion, like an expansion versus a DLC? And like are those two things synonymous now?
1: Um I don't think they're one and the same anymore because expansions are few and far between and DLC mm-hmm. is everything, which could range from, you know, a two hour extra like couple of missions that add to a game to a freaking like random T-shirt you can put on a character. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't consider them the same if we're talking like straight up what, what we would consider to be an expansion pack, like Frozen Wilds, obviously like uh, Blood and Wine, like I said earlier all the Destiny 2 like mission pack, like not the seasons that they do for people Mm. who do play Destiny 2. I'm talking expansions, like full on 40 plus dollar pieces that you're spending on that are completely brand new sections of the world, whole new raids, all that stuff. That's not DLC to me. That is what I believe to be expansion territory. Then you get into like Final Fantasy 14 with, I'm trying to think what the new one is. No, I don't think it's Shadowbringer. I think it's a newer one now and I'm forgetting what it's called, but stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I think there is a definite difference between expansion and DLC, and I would be far more likely to buy expansion versus DLC because to me, look, no matter how much I love a game, it's really hard to sell me on a $5 skin, you know? <clears throat> it's, just, it's not that easy. Rocket League is the only exception to that rule because I got Rocket League for free and I felt I owed the money. So there, there's like exceptions yeah. to the rule. But generally speaking, if I pay full price for your game, or even half price for your game, for that matter, you ain't selling me a five dollar skin. I don't care how, if it's fifty skins in the pack. You're selling me skins for five bucks. Get a clue. Not happening for me. I know everybody else seems know. to think it's fine, but I don't care.
0: I've bought my fair share of like DLC skins, like the ones that I think of. Like I think of things like Little Big Planet. I remember buying some skins for that one. I think I bought like the Hellgas uniform for Little Big Planet Two uh and the other one i can think of is um overcooked i bought the overcooked um costume pack as well because my wife is just obsessed with that game and yeah i I can't
1: justify that
0: (laughs) oh man it it doesn't transform
1: the game it's literally just you like buying a hat for your dog
0: yeah no, oh, it makes sense i think that's a good point about the difference between like an expansion and an expansion versus a dlc um and i think yeah more i mean what I an expansion is
1: downloadable things. content but there but what we like consider to be dlc is not under the same framework i think
0: yeah what you're saying is all expansion passes are excuse me all expansion packs are dlc but not all dlc is expansion packs yeah yeah i'm with you Adam, let's kind of go through just some quick stuff here, stuff that kind of made the news that, like, we don't really have that much to talk about, but I figure we can kind of just bring it up. Well, like Kingdom uh, Hearts, first... the
1: thing you don't care about?
0: Oh, we're gonna... that we're going to save for the end. <laughs> to that. Uh, first is coming from PC Gamer. This is coming from Andy Chuck. uh Vicarious Visions, uh, whose most recent games include Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, is no more. The studio announced Tuesday that it is now merging with Blizzard uh, and will work exclusively on Blizzard games. Uh, They continue on. The merger isn't a surprise. Activision turned Vicarious Visions into a full time Blizzard support studio in early 2021 after the release of the outstanding Tony Hawk one and two. And reports would be fully merged with surfaced. uh, Sorry. And reports that it would be fully merged surfaced in October the same year. Is this a good move? Bad move? What do you think?
1: I don't know, even know if what kind of move it is. Like realistically, we're talking about a company that made three games, two of them basically, you know, redos. One of them, actually, three of them redos. All of them actually, because because Crash was just the trilogy. Tony Hawk One and Two is just is just like a much better remake than the last time they tried to do a remake. Mm-hmm. And then I think Diablo Two was the last one they did. So realistically, like it's just a team that before that was just making Skylanders games, and we all know just how amazing high quality content Skylanders always was. That was definitely not a, a license just to print money hi Hi Disney Infinite I don't forget about you either um, i I guess it's it's beneficial if you're Activision Blizzard, but like as a outside source out of a, as a gamer i don't look at this as like a loss or a win in any aspect I don't see what what the end game is here it's just you took this team and now they're part of this company that i suppose if i'm the people in vicarious visions i'm a little worried because now now we're under a company that up until like a few months ago was just firing people left and right even though they had record profits so who knows what's going to happen but like i if you're if you're a gamer vicarious visions going to activision blizzard really is just like saying hey we hired a couple more people and here they are in our company now and they're just going to work on shit like that overwatch game. That still isn't out that we probably should have had out a while ago.
0: I don't know. You see, I think this is a a mistake on their part. Vicarious visions is actually a pretty talented studio in terms of what they do. Like they do really good um, remakes of classic games. And given the, like the list of Activision games that, you know, haven't seen the late day in a long time. Like there's a lot of opportunity for them to, you know, take old IP and turn into, um, turn into a new little, like a new remake. And so like, I'm just like, I'm looking at some of these and like, they've got like the old Spider-Man games. They've got, um, like the star Wars rogue leaders and rogue squadrons and stuff. And like, that's the kind of stuff that like rollercoaster tycoon, Jedi Knight Academy, like put vicarious visions to make those games. I'm just like looking at a list here. There's like true crime as well you know the old call of duty games like these are the things that like get them working on those aspects get them making those games and bring those back as opposed to just making them being a support system for blizzard like does blizzard need that support like is blizzard that big
1: well keep in mind that you know we're talking about a company that hasn't had the best track of decisions as of late so Mm -hmm. it's not that shocking it's not like vicarious visions is a sony branded company now
0: yeah like, I don't know. I, I just do. You th- and they're like, people are talking like, do you think Microsoft is going to bring vicarious visions back once they fully take over Activision? Uh,
1: I, I would doubt it. I, I don't, <laughs> n- well, it depends on what they want to do with them. Right? Like, it depends if they want know. them to go back to some of the things that they did before. I mean, if I'm, I'm just scrolling through the list now, like, <sighs> if they think they could, like, they could probably try to do something with Skylanders again and just try to print money again like it used to, but, Mm -hmm. like, I keep looking down the list. It's a lot of Guitar Hero. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, like, Marvel stuff, which you're not going to get now because Sony has most of the rights to that. So, like, you scroll far enough, it's all, like, either movie tie-ins or Guitar Hero, and you're looking at that thinking, like, okay, but, like, we already know now the Guitar Hero just isn't going to work anymore. Like that's just a license that just for what for good or bad, just nobody wants to do that shit anymore. Hmm. So like, there's not really much else they can bring back. I, d- I don't know if, if there's any way to really bring the the old Vicarious Visions back. I don't know if that's an existing thing. I think you're probably just Microsoft's probably thinking we're just better off just just having these guys join the rest of the team and just work on it. It's, it's far less trouble for us too. And who knows, like maybe we get it, maybe get some good hands in there, but I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just don't see it just. And also just because like, I have no real ties to the company at all. Like I don't even remember Mm -hmm. much of what they ever did. So it's not like if, you know, they bought EA and in the process they were like, well, what should we do with Bioware? You know, like this is a case of Mm -hmm. like, well, we bought Activision Blizzard and here's Vicarious Visions. And my first thought is, what what did they do? And when I saw the list of, like, the things they've done recently that weren't Skylanders, I'm like, oh, I forgot that they did that, which is never a good sign, usually. Yeah. Like, not to say yeah, that they did think... bad things, like the Crash Trilogy, all in purposes, seemed to be pretty good. The, the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 seemed to be pretty good. Diablo 2 Resurrected was decent. So, like, it's not to say that they aren't going to have good hands on there, but, like, I wouldn't go out of my way to start throwing money at them to make new stuff or to, like take a license and and like try to enhance it again or bring it back from the dead. I, I don't know. I think Microsoft kind of just figures to just, you know, the best strategy is to just take like the best talent they can get out of that studio and just have it work on the stuff that they need to be doing, which is Activision blizzard properties, because they're not pumping out a lot right now and they could probably use one or two good ones to get that PR back up.
0: Yeah. I, to be honest, I don't think Vicarious visions is a high priority for, xbox that they're going to go out and recover that team once they take control so uh next quick article we're just going to go through this is coming from games radar from uh hyrun crier uh sony uh analyst or sorry analyst uh, analyst claims psvr2 has been delayed to 2023 uh, so the psvr2 might launch in 2023 if one experienced analyst is to be believed that analyst would be ross young seen in the tweet just below claiming that sony has quietly delayed the psvr2 headset to launch at some point in 2023 it's worth bearing in mind that sony has never actually announced a launch window for the new vr set- headset but while many expected to launch this year that might no longer be the case uh earlier this february a leaker claimed that the psvr2 headset was targeting a release for the start of 2023 this claim originated from a leaker who previously revealed horizon of the mount ahead of time so there is a record to back up the new claim even if the claimed release date for the new headset playstation is quite large um adam i think it's a, one i think it's funny to say that it's delayed because we actually never got a uh, a window for it to be delayed so yeah it is kind of a funny um, name
1: for an article it's like delayed to 2023 and we're all sitting here being like wait w- w- was it going to come out this year <laughs>
0: yeah i mean we were hoping I read for it they were saying it's it's an issue that they're having you know part shortage claims and i could totally buy that like with everything that's going on with the pandemic and the war in ukraine and everything like yeah it's it's a huge issue and i totally understand like there's chip shortages and stuff because apparently the Ukraine is a big source of, like, neon that's used for a lot of, like, new modern chips and stuff, so that's having an impact. But to be honest, I think it's a good idea to have this release in 2023. I mean, we are, you know, a third of the way through 2022, and it is still hard to get your hands on a PS5. Like, it's not something you can go out and buy. I think it'll be towards the end of 2022 that PSV, PS5s will be available. I think it's and finally I don't think getting to gonna... the
1: point where, like, you can... You, if you... Get there within the hour of a of a of a new like set coming out. You'll probably get, have a pretty good shot at it. Like when mm-hmm. I got my Series X, I actually thought about it, hesitated for like a good twenty minutes, and I was still able to get one. So I think we're finally at the point now yeah. that it's not like boom, they're gone anymore. So thankfully, we're getting to that point. But like we're still nowhere at the point that you can just walk into a store on a random day and and they're there
0: but we are 18 months into, uh, into a pandemic or 18 months into a launch. Like who, like that's crazy that that is that situation. It's, I mean, it's amazing thinking about a, that, yeah. Um. So I think, and what's gonna happen is you're gonna have a bunch of people who buy a PS5 and they're not, their first thing is not gonna be, hey, let's drop another, uh, let's say 400 bucks on a, a VR headset. I think people are gonna have that novelty of the system. So I think it's better for them to hold off, let that install base you know, get their PlayStations, use them, enjoy them, and then once it starts becoming a little bit more just, this is just my console, then you say, hey, here's a new peripheral for it. You could almost
1: even make a case that they should just wait till the end of 2023 in the fall. Th- that's not to say that they're not. Because, like, at this point, let, let's let's assume that, like, there's a decent amount of PS5s up for grabs that people can get in in, you know, the fall and winter coming into the end of this year. Mm-hmm. All of those people are not touching any VR thing that you throw at them in March, they are still sure. going to be going through horizon. You know, they're going to be going through I mean. God of war. They're going to be going through anything that's on the PlayStation plus collection that they haven't gotten through yet.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, there's
1: all those freebies who knows what returnals looking like because we will have the new, um, a uh, PlayStation plus, uh, extra and premium. So there'll be other things there that they could possibly pick up. I don't think it would be wise with a small user base that is able to go after it to get it now. Now, would it still sell well? Of course it would. So it, it really oh, yeah. doesn't matter in the end. But like, you know what this would do is it gives time for teams to get more games ready so that when this thing does launch, you now have an actual lineup. At this point, we don't know if there is any lineup because the only things that we know about are maybes. You know, we know that, yeah. we know well, about the Horizon game, but we don't know when it's coming. Yeah. You know, we, we're sure that, like... Uh, like, there's probably a bunch of games that are almost ready to go and they just got to hit, you know, green the green light on it. But, like, realistically speaking, we don't know what the hell that thing's going to have still. So, take your time. Have a few more things ready. So, like, when you release this thing, it's like, look, it isn't just five games and, like, maybe a bunch of ports of stuff that's already been on the PlayStation VR store for forever. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. here's, like, 10 to 15 things... And like three, four, or five of them are actually pretty cool, pretty big stuff. So that way, Mm -hmm. when you get this thing, you aren't going to play this one thing and then put it down for a month and wait for the next round of stuff. It's like, hey, you're going to be playing this thing for a little while before you get bored of this thing. If you're buying this, you're investing in something that's going to have some staying power in your living room for a few months, minimum.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where this comes. I think they're going to benefit from having... Delayed a little bit. And uh, in either way, Adam, like
1: the hype continues to grow, right? Like wh- I, I yeah. I've never seen a VR headset be hyped up the way that this one's been, and it continues to climb. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. Speaking of things that people are hyped about, uh Kingdom Hearts Four got announced this past weekend. uh Adam, I hate, I hate Kingdom Hearts Four. I'm not, even, or Kingdom Hearts in general. I'm not even gonna pretend to care you're sort of the JRPG weeb on the show. Where where do you kind of fall uh, on this kingdom hearts announcement? Well, what do you think of the series as a whole? And then what do you think of this game being announced?
1: Well, I'm in two camps. There's the camp. That's like, holy shit. I didn't think we were going to get a kingdom hearts four announced so soon. Usually there's Mm -hmm. like a decade and 15 random ass games that come in before that. If anybody remembers between two and three, uh, two was a PlayStation two. And then 3 came out, you know, near the tail end of PlayStation 4. And we were like, oh, that's right. You guys forgot that there are numbers to go with these games that you've made like nine of before this. So we were kind of put off. I mean, it was the 20th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts coming up, so it was fine. We, that made sense. And then the surprises with the 4 trailer. And we're like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. So when I saw the news, because I didn't, I didn't watch the stream live, so I didn't know what the hell they were doing, mm-hmm. but I just saw Kingdom Hearts 4 announced. I'm like, Okay, that's got to be an April Fool's thing. And I looked at the date. It's, it's There was an April and a 1 attached to it, so it was close. But no, there's a trailer. And like, I love Kingdom Hearts. I haven't played everything because I don't know how Square expects me to to keep up with a series that's on 17 different devices because you had 1 and 2 on, on PlayStation 2 and then you had Chain of Memories on Game Boy Advance and then you had like, Three PSP games, a bunch of DS games, a game on the Vita, a few mobile games, a browser game, and probably at least 13 other things that I don't remember. So, I love the series, but I also have a problem with the way that they've doled it out. And now, I have a problem with the way that it looks like they're taking the series, because the trailer, as I throw this sucker up on screen if you're watching the YouTube version of the video, um... For anybody who has not played Kingdom Hearts before, it's a game that takes basically Final Fantasy and Disney and shoves it together. And it makes no sense, but we understand that it makes no sense, so we have fun with it. This game seems to take place as like, a pro- it's probably not going to take the entire game in here, but it takes place in what looks like a present-day real-looking world. And that's weird when you realize that Kingdom Hearts is 90% Disney and the other 10% is we- is still weird fantasy worlds.
0: This looks like normal world. Sora doesn't even look normal compared to, like, everyone else. Like, they look like a cartoon character.
1: Yeah, like, he looks like he belongs in an anime, and then everybody else looks kind of normal. Well, except, I guess, the girl that looks like she's five and has hair that looks longer than, you know, anybody could grow at this point without tripping over themselves. But I found out just just before we started recording the show, because I actually slightly looked into it, apparently this city... And the character that they're talking about, or that girl that's in that trailer, is from the browser and mobile game that no one fucking played. So, that's cool. So, here's my thing. The game that I like, that takes place mostly in Disney World's, where I get to smack the shit out of Clayton from Tarzan or some shit like that and otherwise is just a game about you being in this weird like fantasy sci-fi town where you hit a bunch of gigantic shadow things with a key is now trying to take place in the real world and it throws me the fuck off and i don't like it and on top of that you're trying to force me to understand lore that literally one percent of the entire fan base knows but they
0: say it's like an afterlife to them
1: and also, as as the trick because I just reminded myself, the trailer is now in the gameplay portion of it, and I saw people being like, Oh my god, this gameplay looks so sick. And I went, guys, you know that's all button prompts. That's literally what Kingdom Hearts has been its entire life cycle. There is nothing about that entire section of him flying in the air, repelling like he's leg- like he's in Legend of Zelda with a hook shot, and then running through a building that was tossed at him like Sephiroth was playing an Avon Children. It's not something that you're doing in real time. That is a cutscene. Stop fooling yourself. You guys have played these games forever. They're always cutscenes. So, like yeah. anybody who thought the gameplay looked cool in this trailer needs to wake the fuck up and remember what Kingdom Hearts actually is. So, I I look. I love this series, but what they showed off as like their teaser made me go, guys, you're doing all the things that I don't like that you do. And on top of that, you showed, like, a half-assed, like, scene of potentially Goofy and Donald under, like, in, in the underworld with Hades. Cool. Yeah. So this is, like, the fourth time that this has happened. Thank you. I know that you guys have the same, like, five worlds over and over again. And don't get me wrong, I don't hate it. But for God's sakes, can we stop doing the same shit over and over again mixed with Tetsuya Nomura, random bullshit that makes no sense. And I know that saying that as a Kingdom Hearts fan, which is funny because we all know that none of it makes sense. This is the first time in a while that I watched a trailer for a Kingdom Hearts game and went, guys, even I can't accept this level of bullshit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, to me, it just it seems like it's never been a game that appeals to me. Uh, Yeah, if you're on the outside, I don't
1: know how you look at this trailer and go,
0: I want this no god no it does not appeal to me at all it just reminds me why i think this game is because like dumb,
1: you you walk know, into like, this trailer and you're thinking okay that's i mean that looks pretty realistic that's kind of cool okay what's this weird anime kid what's this other weird anime kid why is there a giant shadow fucking cartoon thing in this world now and why yeah. is he fighting him with a key okay
0: oh, hey, look it's Donald Duck. i know donald duck <laughs> yeah and by the end of you're like oh hey what are you guys doing here yeah I mean, it's just a game I've never gotten into, and this does not bring me in at all. Um, yeah, I'm just, and I know there's gonna be like, um, like at one point you're gonna run into like Encanto and like see Bruno or something like that. Well, and look, I'd like ride, like wonderful life ride to do damage. To, I don't care. It's there's stupid. nothing
1: wrong with Kingdom Hearts. If you want to play a game. It's a lot where you get to just go in there as an anime boy and smack the shit out of Disney villains. You can do that. And in all honesty, in Kingdom Hearts 3, the Toy Story world is probably one of the most nostalgic things I've played in a long time, and I loved it. But you don't go into that game, A, to make sense of a good story because Lord knows Metal Gear Solid has more fucking storylines that make sense than this fucking game. But, like, you go in there because it's an action romp and it's just really cheesy and really dumb and you turn your brain off and just have fun this time around i'm like the trailer came out and basically said here's all the worst parts about kingdom hearts in one trailer have fun and me as the kingdom hearts fanboy went wow guys way to sell me on this one and then everybody else on the outside just looked at this trailer and went what the fuck did i just watch
0: (laughs) now disney's made a lot of acquisitions in the past couple years Are you anticipating, do you think we're going to see anything like Star Wars or anything Marvel-related or like The Simpsons or something on this? No,
1: because that would be fun. They're going to do what they always do, which is Atlantis, like Little Mermaid, fucking Hercules, because they can't get enough of that. And then they'll fucking probably put in Encanto and maybe one other movie, maybe Luca or something like that. And then they'll pop in like one more from nostalgia's sake, so maybe they'll throw in, I don't know, um... Maybe they'll do Tron or something and then they'll do what they always do, which is put a shitty Pirates of the Caribbean world in again where they have the actors that have nothing to do with the series. So you have not Johnny Depp playing Johnny Depp and it weirds you the fuck out again because they've done it twice now. And you just sit there and be like, guys, if you weren't going to have these guys do it, don't fucking do it at all. Although I guess that's they did have Toy Story and had decent actors that actually did a pretty good job of imitating Tom Hanks and, and Tim Allen so it wasn't terrible. So I, I guess it goes imagine, both ways.
0: Can you just imagine they like brought the script to like Tim Allen and to Tom Hanks and be like don't you to read this and they're like yeah, no, I'm sure Tom Hanks took this?
1: one look of like yeah, you got to follow your heart and believe in you know the, the darkness can and he's sitting there being like what is this cringe lord bullshit that I'm being tossed? Yeah. Like, I love Kingdom Hearts to death, but every Kingdom Hearts fan knows this to be true. It is a story that for 20 years now has been told by the brain of a 15-year-old that's writing fan fiction for the first time. Yeah. That's literally Kingdom Hearts. I don't care what anybody says. You can't tell me I'm wrong with that.
0: No, it's funny. It seems like this is the trailer that united both, like, Kingdom Hearts fans and non-Kingdom Hearts fans, because we both all said, what the hell is this?
1: yeah i mean i've seen a few people that were hyped but i also think that's just because they didn't expect it i i think well did you see... sorry did go you
0: ahead. see the the did you see the the conspiracy theory that uh and this is what prompted my initial question is there's this whole conspiracy theory that this is gonna have star wars in it and that one little scene where they're in like the river and the stream like that was endor and there's like a glimpse of like an atst foot in the background and it's like come on guys Guys,
1: if star wars was going to be in the game they wouldn't tease you it's disney yeah. they want you to know
0: <laughs> yeah they'd be like ahsoka and they're just doing whatever like
1: we knew long in advance there was a toy story world we knew if there is a star wars world they will let us know because there's <laughs> no way that's not going to leak someone will talk same with Marvel. Same with anything else. If Disney wants it to to happen in the game, believe me, we will fucking know. It will leak, and they'll have to make a trailer to show it off now because it's leaked. It's just how it's going to be. So don't 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 play the the maybe game. Kingdom Hearts does not do maybes. You know in advance which what, what worlds are coming in. We've always known what worlds are coming in. But otherwise, yeah. the trailer sucked. I I. I'll probably still play the game at some point because that's what I am. But like, I I watched that trailer and went, oh no, they're doing everything I wish they wouldn't with this game now and that worries me. Also, the fact that again, I literally just researched how like most of it, most of like what we saw in that trailer came from a a mobile browser game pisses me off because that's Kingdom Hearts in a nutshell. Here's footage from stuff that you've never seen before because you aren't like the 2,000 people that played this.
0: You're not a true fan.
1: No, I guess not. I only played one of those five fans. Kingdom Hearts games out of like this 2,856.
0: You didn't play the right
1: ones. I think yeah. I did,
0: actually. Yeah, no, I still hate Kingdom Hearts and this does not win me over, so I could care less. Good, I'm not weeks. trying to win you over on this one. I don't think they deserve You're that one. To. You're not going to. Adam, let's wrap up this uh, shorter episode with a segment we play called Trophy Stumpers. All right, Kingdom if Hearts 3. Damn it. <laughs> no, that, that would be funny, so ladies, actually. That would have been hilarious. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time listening, we play a little game uh, called Trophy Stumpers, where I give Adam 10 trophies or achievements from a video game, and he has to guess what they are. He gets three guesses. Uh, and yeah, let's. Uh, you did pretty well on this. So let's see if you get this one. Uh, are you ready to go? Sure. All right. So we'll start with...
2: Hall of Famer. Okay.
0: Good Karma. Okay. And Putting on a Show.
1: All right, so this is going to be MLB The Show 22, isn't it?
0: It is not. Okay. Uh, The next three trophies,
2: I have The High Ground. Front Runner. And There's Always Money in the Baja Stand there's always money in the what aha stand oh mlb the show
1: 21 (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right next one uh the last four uh min meet max
1: min meet max
0: yep odyssey odyssey is spelled a w d y s s e y
2: odyssey Okay,
0: next is New tune, And last one is Ford of the Rings. Sorry, Ford of the Wings.
1: Okay, can you mean repeat this now?
2: Yeah,
0: so once again, I'll just start from the top. Odyssey. There's always money in the Baja stand. Hall of Famer. Good Karma. I have the high ground, min meet max, Ford of the Wings, front runner, new tune, and putting on a show.
2: Wow.
1: Ah, uh, the only the one that's really making me think is Ford of the Wings. Okay, what are you thinking? Because I'm thinking cars now, right? Because of Ford. Because what else is Ford gonna mean? Okay. I'm just
2: trying to you match to up listen, everything okay. else.
1: The Baja thing, I'm assuming, is like a shorter Bahamas. Okay. Uh I mean, the only thing that would make sense to me at that point would be, um, like if I'm taking those two, those two things together, because that, like that's the only like I'm trying to think like, because one of the, one of them had like tune in it, right?
0: Yes, I'll I'll read them again. Uh Odyssey odyssey awd there's un- oh, always oh, money in the oh Boston. that's that's an audi joke
1: okay it's forza horizon 5 then isn't it
0: it's is forza horizon okay
1: well <laughs> <laughs> i didn't listen to the spelling for the three times you did it and the second that i was like okay ford car okay bahamas okay location maybe and then as soon as you respelled odyssey i'm like oh oh it's a car so, pun
0: no it wasn't well it was a car pun but it's not like audi it was like awd is in like all-wheel drive
1: Oh, I, I thought I heard you, so I just went, oh, okay, yeah. I just connected card. So basically, by sheer dumb luck, I still connected the dots
0: by, by accident. <laughs> I am very impressed. I thought I had you there for a second.
1: You did, until, like, the last one, where at least it put me in car territory. <laughs>
0: that gave me a yeah. chance. Well, I thought the Baja would get you, because, like, that's, like, Mexico kind of stuff, is
1: Well, le- and legitimately, the first three you gave me sound exactly like MLB The Show things.
0: I know, and then I thought the high ground would throw you off. Um, yeah. And then, but like, I tried to keep it like the Ford of the Wings was supposed to be um, was like the kind of giveaway.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm trying to look here real quick What Baja. Is. This is not helpful. A Baja is a bone anchored hearing aid. That is not what they're referring to. I'm sure. Yeah, I
1: don't think that's what they meant. I think I uh, think they yeah, were just I talking. Can't... I think it was just a Baja Man reference. Everybody knows everybody knows who let the dogs out. So,
0: you know, exactly. Well, we haven't figured that out. Scientists are still working on that.
1: Yeah, we're still we're still trying to find the right equation to solve that
0: problem. Exactly. You know, the boys in the lab are still working on that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, this has been you know a little bit of a shorter episode than what we used to. Not Even though terribly... it's been 50 minutes. Not terribly, like I say, not terribly <laughs> truncated, but a little bit shorter than what we're used to. It was I, a did, bit I did make the week.
1: joke when we started. I'm like, look, this is either going to be the shortest episode we did or just another hour show like it
0: usually is. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, if that has not been enough Pixel Play podcast for you, know that we have another episode coming for you uh, this week on Friday. You're going to be getting our full spoiler cast for Horizon Forbidden West. So look forward to that. It's a long episode. I think Adam said it was close to almost two hours. So if you're still not sick of us yet, go there. And don't forget, we have our new show Saturday mornings. Get your Lucky Charms. Get your Bulls Hero. Wear your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pajamas and listen to our new retro show, Cartridges and Quarters. Uh, it's a retro, game sh- or a retro game podcast where Adam and Chris talk about everything retro gaming. So check it out there. And yeah, if you want to be part of uh, our show, be part of the conversation. You can always find us on Discord in our little channel feel free to join us there we'd love to have those conversations with you we also are on twitter and instagram search for us at pixel play cast and you can always email questions concerns you know trophy stumper suggestions send it to us at pixelplaypodcast at gmail.com and if you are listening to us uh on podcast leave a review we greatly appreciate it if you're on youtube hit that like and subscribe we are working our way to getting 100 subscribers this year we are almost halfway there we are currently at 49 subscribers so If you are listening to us and you don't hate us, give us a click. You know, if you're listening to it, you're going to work, you want to put something on for the dog to listen to while you're gone. They're going to miss you. Put us on on play and just have them listen to us. We can talk to your dog. Uh, Same with grandma. If grandma's lonely, you know, she wants them to talk to put on the podcast. We're happy to keep her company as well. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you guys soon. Bye for now.